If you are planning a wedding or other event this summer or would like to send someone flowers to make them smile, Wisconsin's florists are here to help. But you might need to plan ahead and be willing to be flexible. That's according to Nicole Campbell, president of the Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Florist Association and owner of Petal Pushers Floral Shop in Green Bay. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. The floral industry in Wisconsin went through a shortage in 2022, but Campbell says things are back on track. So far, so good. Um, things have really calmed and quieted down post-pandemic, and things seem to have lined back up in the way that we're used to. We're also seeing more variety in what the brides are asking for, so that actually helps with the supply-demand portion of things. Being able to use a wider variety of products makes it a little easier logistically on everybody, so that's just kind of a happy coincidence. And last year, there was a shortage, so how are things now building back from that? Very good. Um, I have not encountered any issues thus far this season, knock on wood, of course. It seems like the farms have been able to kind of rebound and the logistics have fallen back into place. So things have evened out and calmed down. How are you keeping an eye on the crop overseas? How does that affect the supply chain here? For the most part, it's pretty good. We have seen, you know, that the farms are asking for more notice. You know, ideally, they'd like a a month lead time on a larger scale wedding or event order. So as long as we're able to provide that, we're really not seeing too many problems. Of course, if everybody's after the same exact rose cultivar on a certain weekend, you know, that can pose a challenge then. But fortunately, we're pretty good with having, you know, backup plans in place if that were to be an issue. And our farms are really good at communicating that back to us and giving us a heads up that there might be a shortage of this certain color or something like that so that we can have the plan be in place before it's the week of the wedding. For those farms that are potentially overseas, can you give me a little idea of where they are, how much (laughs) is potentially being brought in and when they are coming here? How are they staying fresh? The biggest farms are usually in South America, particularly when it comes to products like roses, hydrangeas, chrysanthemums, a lot of those really like standards of the industry. A lot of those are coming from like Colombia, Ecuador, and those places. Then, of course, there's the Dutch flower market, which is bringing in flowers from all over the world, like early crop peonies come from Israel, and all that funnels largely through that Dutch auction and then is, is shipped out. Canada, believe it or not, is really upping their flower growing game. So we're actually seeing a lot of Gerbera daisies and Lysianthus coming out of Canada now. And here in the U.S., California is probably our biggest producing region. We're doing a lot of things like stock and larkspur and delphinium and those sorts of things as well. As for the magic behind the scenes and how it gets to us, it's really a good system. Everything is usually held cold chains. So that means once it's cut at the farm, it's cooled down and packaged, and then it is transported in a cold and dark environment through its transit here, and then we rehydrate it when it comes to our hands, which usually takes about 24 hours, and then it goes out to the consumer. So it's actually pretty remarkable how well-refined that system has become over the years. And you're not just the president of the Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Florist Association. You're also a business owner. You have your own pedal pusher floral studio. Can you tell me a little bit more about your shop and how you have your own flower farm? Initially, we were a retail florist, and we still are a retail florist, of course, but we started out on that side of the industry. We do a lot of weddings and events and that sort of thing, daily deliveries, you know, for birthdays and anniversaries and all that fun stuff, too. 
We had been buying from a few different local growers over the years where people maybe had something that they were passionate about growing and grew amazing peonies or amazing delphinium, and would reach out and ask us if we were interested in purchasing that, which we would do from time to time. And then we were really blessed with a local grower who used to actually do the seed selecting for Johnny's Selected Seeds, is originally kind of from this area and wound up moving back and started a flower farm. And we had a very close relationship with her and her husband and bought a lot from them. And that really opened our eyes to what we could grow. Now, they are moving into semi-retirement, so we have started up the farm operation for ourselves. And it's been just an amazing journey to be able to watch something go from, like, seed to bloom to the hands of one of our brides is just a connection to that product that is amazing. And I just never lose that moment of awe of having that kind of relationship to it. It's different than just pulling flowers out of a box which is how they get shipped to us the rest of the time. It's just a different connection and another source of pride and challenge. You know, there's always something to learn. The flowers have do a great job of keeping us humble. What are maybe some of the more requested flowers that you are growing, that you're having coming through, and how does that compare to trends over the years? Peonies are the darling of the industry right now. If we could have peonies year-round, I think everyone would be happy. Alaskan peonies are a hot commodity because they're some of the latest peonies available because they're obviously colder there longer, followed by ranunculus as a close second. We can do great peonies from our flower farm, so that's wonderful. Ranunculus are a little bit more of a fickle crop, so the Dutch and the Italians do a much better job of those than I'm able to thus far, but we're still learning. We're seeing a lot more variety in what couples are asking for for flowers, so that's just been a really fun change to see people kind of broaden their color palettes and open up to more unusual options. How does having that flower farm of your own really help you with seasonality or supply chain issues that can arise? It helps tremendously with seasonality because we're getting some couples now that are making a conscious choice to want to locally source. They don't want to have something imported and flown in and, and all that, whether it's for environmental reasons or whatever their reasoning is, they want local options. So they're coming to us saying, hey, we see you have a flower farm. We're open on flower choices to what's seasonally available. Help guide us with that. And that's a wonderful thing because there's nothing I would rather use than the most perfect blooms that I can harvest fresh you know, for their wedding specifically, as opposed to bringing something in that, you know, has been held in a box and that sort of thing. That works fine, but just being able to have that connection to it again is just a very cool feeling. So, yeah, we're loving that. And then obviously if something, you know, like during the pandemic when logistics were so tough, we were so blessed to have a farm as kind of a little bit of a backup and a buffer so that if things didn't come through or if we couldn't get as much quantity as we wanted, we could help supplement with what we grow ourselves. How has the drought or wildfire smoke that we've had recently, how did that affect the floral industry? Is there a secret to keeping them fresh and alive during these kind of sporadic weather events? It was actually, you know, obviously the flowers that have been shipped in, it didn't bother them in the least bit. They were coming from regions where that hadn't been a big problem. So that wasn't a problem. Out at our farm personally, yes, we have irrigation in place, so we're able to kind of supplement through those dry spells, so that's very fortunate. The smoke actually was kind of a little bit of a help at times because we were so warm that that haze kind of cut down some of that intensity of the sun, so the plants early in the season got a little bit of a break almost thanks to that, so I don't actually think that was as bad as maybe I would have thought initially. But we do certainly get affected by droughts other places, too. You know, for products that may be coming out of California, if they've got a season that's far too dry or far too wet, which they've had some of lately, that can be a challenge with things that we would like to get from them, and then we have to go to a plan B if they're unable to provide it. Are there any flowers that are currently hard to come by? Nothing that's 
specifically hard. The only challenges come when something is out of season. Like, for example, if we've got a a bride that wants dahlias tremendously in May and they don't hit their peak season until August or September, that's when it gets a little more difficult. It's not that they're impossible to source. It's just going to be harder and they're going to be a more costly product to bring in because demand is high as there aren't that many on the market. How does sourcing work for you? How do you go about creating those relationships with people from overseas to be able to have a good flower industry? We usually are able to talk to somebody actually that is kind of a, I don't want to say a broker, so to speak, but helps us navigate that system. And we can go to them and say, hey, I'm looking for 300 stems of Rosita Vendela for this specific date. And then they can help connect us to where that's going to come from because they have all those relationships with different growers all over the world. Whereas me here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, may not realize the vastness of the network that's out there. So having that relationship, which some of those individuals I've worked with for oh, 20 years or so. So there's a lot to be said for that long-term relationship. And even just understanding a little nuance of what color I see blush as versus what color somebody else calls pink. So having that long-term communication really is incredibly helpful. And it's not just the flowers that you guys need to be able to create these products for customers. You have to have vases, ribbons, gems, and so much more that helps really make that perfect bouquet ready for that bride. How are things looking on that front? That's been good. There was a period of time where actually vases and things because of the logistical challenges were very hard to come by. And some of our other supply items like different adhesives and sealing sprays and stuff we use were really short on the market. That's pretty much leveled out now and hasn't been as big of a challenge. We are seeing a lot of couples, too, talking about the container aspect, bring in their own unique containers that they want their centerpieces created in. Like if it's a wedding at a brewery here, they might be bringing in like beer growlers and bottles for us to do the florals in to tie into that theme. So that's fun and gives the wedding a little bit more of a personal feel. I just think that the whole flower farm movement, as it's kind of become on its own, is fascinating, and I'm so excited to be in the industry as that's kind of happening, because there were a lot of people that started out as a flower farmer and then moved from flower farmer into doing, like, weddings and events, and then people who have transitioned the other way, like myself, who started out as an event florist and now have become a florist farmer. So it's just kind of interesting to see this overlap. You'd think it would have been there all along, but it's really been very separate prior to lately. That was Nicole Campbell president of the Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Florist Association and owner of Petal Pushers Floral Shop in Green Bay. To find a local florist near you, use the Find a Florist tool on their website. You can find the link to that in our article at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebacher.